reminds me of the value of networks and of going through a growth journey with people who you are synchronized with. So when Nita brings a group of people who are available and who are willing to grow, the discoveries you have count with the help of those people. So never underestimate the value of a group to help you through your growth journey. Welcome to the Revolutionary Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nita Bushin, and every week I interview unique game changers from local heroes to business icons to innovative CEOs, all from different parts of the world, exposing a new frontier of leadership. Grounded in emotional intelligence, in our conversations, we explore authentic and raw stories ranging from resilience, impact, and transformation as they bring in a new era of compassionate leadership, using what I like to call emotional grit into their own lives. If you're curious to know more, check us out at emotionalgrit.com. Okay, my name is Laís. Um, I can say I'm a community builder and currently an entrepreneur. Uh, founded a company called 8space.co, recently acquired by my largest competitor, also largest marketplace of workspace in Asia called Flyspaces. I'm so obsessed that for me, I'm always making time of myself, to myself even when I'm working for my company. Now, recently getting acquired, things have changed a little bit, and now I start to notice when um, you're actually working, when we're actually, although I still want to feel responsible for the fruits of everything that I work on, I notice that sometimes I'm calling people and I'm servicing them and maybe not servicing myself. Currently, uh, the more you work, though, I feel the more you feel the urge and the need of caring about yourself. And contradictingly, the more I started to work hard, the harder I work, the more my body, my soul crave for time for myself is a need, otherwise I cannot function. So I still find it really hard to stop. And the reminder that I'll be more productive if I do is what brings me, it contradicts me, the reminder that I'll be more productive if I stop for one hour and go do yoga or dance or Muay Thai, that inspires me to take more care of myself. It took me a while to admit that people listen to you differently in a meeting or people expect you to reply differently. And it's often hard to find partners or even investors as you build relationships along the way. And it puts you in a very vulnerable position to admit that sometimes relationships get on the way of what you want. And as women, we do sometimes get involved with people genuinely. And even if it's a friendship or love relationship, for us it's hard to mix that with a professional one. At least that's hard for me. And sometimes you see that male entrepreneurs would be more at ease with in partnering or bundling between themselves. It's very normal that I'm the only woman in a table of 10 men. Either it's for a beer or either it's for a negotiation. And it's often hard that they understand each other very quickly. And I feel left out as if they are all in their zone and everything's all right for them. But the fact that they are not understanding what I'm communicating or the way I'm communicating, and I'm the only one who's there to explain myself. So I often sometimes hate to admit this, but I do feel the female voice is left out as the crazy one. Because the way we think and see the world is just not understood by the majority of people who are running business. And the fact is I've joined a very, I'm in a very masculine environment. Productivity, the way it 
it's seen by startups is very masculine. And I see myself forced to become masculine most of the times. And that becomes the way I treat my employees, and that becomes the way I treat myself. To produce more, to work more, to do harder, to try harder. And sometimes, as I try to admit my own fem feminine gifts, or including intuition, it feels like I'm crazy. So I feel that being a woman in entrepreneurship is a perfect balance between trying to believe you're not crazy all the time and trying to explain to yourself what you have is rational, what you have is real, the way you see the world, the way you communicate the world are real, but you're talking to a majority who do not understand and communicate that way. And the way I see through this is that sometimes it's hard and I almost feel like giving up. What I feel that I have to have is have the wind attitude, that consistent, focused persistence that never gives up and eventually ends up shaping the stone. But you've got to be so patient and so focused and so persistent for such a long time. Sometimes I feel I'm afraid I will give up and I'm not on time to give up yet. I've, I'm, I'm, I've been one year company for less than two years, still a long time to go. So yeah, it's tough, but I feel that being with other women at least give you one suggestion that you are not crazy. You may have lots of things to fix, but you're not crazy. So it helps you see the world in a way you can relate with. I'm very bad at establishing boundaries. I have many reasons to say yes to everything. The first of them is FOMO. It's fear of missing out. The second of them is that Maybe at times in my life I got rewarded by saying yes. And I am actually someone who gets very enthusiastic about the stupidest things in life. From let's go to a party or let's do a frying, frying egg workshop, whatever you say gets me maybe excited, curious about it. But that curiosity sometimes also translates into maybe I'm saying yes because before I performed positively, in said yes and performed positively in things and I got accepted and I got rewarded and then I, I keep favoring saying yes to what people request from me and, made it, and I've started to notice that drains my energy out. So recently, for the first time in life actually, I had a really fucked up experience where I'm really excited about a project. I say yes to it and I notice some sort of uh, reservations from the team who was hiring me because I got hired by their boss, not by them. And the team was a little bit rigid and close to the ideas that I was bringing up. And I have learned that not every time you say yes, if the circumstances given are not the best, you will succeed and that may cause you to get more hurt. And sometimes you gotta listen to your guts to see, it's better if you stay at home and sleep and recover yourself, listen to your body. Or if it's better, it's better that you miss this fun opportunity of doing this work because from the circumstances you can see that's gonna, not only that you're gonna fail, failing is not a problem, but that's gonna give you a hurtful experience that you don't need right now. So I've learned the hard way recently that setting boundaries will keep me on my path. And even the reason why I got my company acquired by someone who's extremely focused is they are teaching me to say no. And the funny part is I hate it. When my boss, I have a boss now, tells me not to do something because I need to focus and value my time, he's the one that I hate because he's telling me what to do and because he's telling me to value my time. But when I breathe in and I wake up the next day and I say, holy shit, this bastard is right. 
and he cares about my time more than other people, the other people who are demanding, 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 and he's teaching me the hard way, which is the way apparently I chose to learn to value myself and to value my time. So I think my choices are now directed towards learning to set boundaries in how I chose to learn. Oh, I touched it. So I'm repeating that. So I'm on my path right now on learning how to set boundaries and I'm so tough on myself that so hard on myself that the way I'm doing it is by getting a boss that bitches me all the time and tells me to not to say no, tells me to focus, tells me not to give a meeting, even if it's for the prime minister says, tell him you don't have time. So I'm learning right now and it's I'm on that journey. I really think that resonating with Nita is the first reason why I came. And I don't think that helps to say I don't know why. It was a bit of a gut feeling. And something she said resonated with me. Something Nita said that really caused me to come was that I know you're a pretty busy woman and I know that all your energy or your power would be great here and I understand that you rarely give time to yourself. So basically said feel free to come or not to come. I know you're busy, but I think you need, you need and you deserve time for yourself. That resonated with me infinitely because she knows how busy life gets. And I know that she is extremely busy as well, an extremely powerful woman. And if she somehow finds time for herself, I need that finding time is more about valuing your time than really having it. And everyone has time. Just that sometimes you just don't prioritize yourself. So she reminded me of that. She also made me feel that I must have time. There's no such thing as I don't have time. It's myself, so yeah, that's the main thing. I think that she has validated many things that my rational mind needs to see in order to trust someone. First of all, she has built businesses herself. She has been entrepreneurial herself and she has gone through many hardships in her journey. And it's sad to say that someone gotta go through hardships so that you trust that person. But in a way, our rational minds, they want someone who has a validated experience. And I think Nita's journey validates her experience, but on the intuitive side, her femi femininity, I have a problem with that word. <laughs> her femininity, while she's powerful, really bring me to the image of a woman that I admire. So I think that she, uh, her femininity and power and vulnerability at the same moment are irradiating. You feel her vulnerability and your rational mind trusts her experience. So I think that rational and intuitive both connect so that she has the perfect balance to convince the very rational mind like me and sometimes and the intuitive minds that she can guide you through this journey because she has been there herself. I definitely found many things that are holding me back that I don't admit even to myself right now. And right now at least I saw with open eyes that this is true. This feeling is not in your mind, you're not crazy. This is real and this feeling has been holding you back. I do believe that sharing exactly that right now won't be as powerful because there was a journey. it was a journey. Everyone was there and I saw their look in their eyes when I figured something out and I had that aha moment. I saw that validated in the eyes of everyone in the group. but. Telling exactly what it is right now maybe will not mean the same for you or for someone who's in the audience that doesn't know what it meant. But being through such journey and being with other people whose eyes, emotions and words also help you find the truth on yourself, you see it in their eyes and it's when your feelings become real. Because feelings are transparent, 
they are invisible. And it's good to be in a journey with people who are synchronized, who are going through the same, because then it's easier for you to recognize your feelings and maybe have someone else naming it for you and then you say, yeah, that is it. Or maybe you hear something from someone you can relate with and then finally you recognize that in yourself. So there were many aha moments. There were many things I found about myself that were blocking me from love, especially, <laughs> or blocking me, in my case, from love mostly. And, but that could be anything. It could be blocking you from health, from wealth, from success. But I do believe the power of the group and collective discovery helps you validate your feelings and make them real. My core takeaway is of owning it. And I heard this a lot from many women here. When you own it, there's no way you own something that you don't know of to start from. So I think the first things I've figured, as I just said, feelings are real. Things that were holding me back that were invisible because they are just within me came in front of my eyes with words and if other people's, other people's eyes showed me, you have this blocking you. And the core of it is about owning your feelings, recognizing they exist and recognizing they are honorable regardless of what these are. So I think the first thing that came to mind was not be ashamed of yourself, but that's a very cheesy saying, right? Everyone says, oh, don't be afraid of yourself. But it's like owning who you are, only in honoring your feelings and dealing with it, making it, getting it real. I think the core thing of this is I got things real. Literally, I felt them and I gave them name, these feelings names and I admitted it. And with admitting it, I deal with it. My advice for people who maybe are considering taking boundless is that if you're doubtful because you're skeptical, uh, there's two options. Either it means that you've already made up your mind that you need to deal with that and you just should come and take that leap of faith. But if you're skeptical because you really feel that you're going to be here but not, just don't come. Because this is a time and soul investment. If you're not willing to be vulnerable, nothing's going to happen because Nita won't bring a magic wand and turn you into something beautiful. It's your thoughts, your time, your energy in work which will make this happen. So come, invest your time, and then magic will happen. So if you're willing to give your time for that, Nita will facilitate the journey, and I think you're ready. But if you're skeptical, stepping back, afraid of even admitting things, honestly, just take your time. Maybe it's not your time yet. Nita is a powerhouse. She's full of energy. And she's an entrepreneur, and she just gives you that fully energetic, feel this life like a bright orange colored person <laughs> or a bright fuchsia person that gives you a lot of energy and she has that within. So I really feel of Nita as a delicate powerhouse. This experience reminds me of the value of networks and of going through a growth journey with people who you are synchronized with. So when Nita brings a group of people who are available and who are willing to grow, the discoveries you have count with the help of those people. So never underestimate the value of a group to help you through your growth journey. 
Thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Leadership Podcast, where you can learn from unique game changers on how to enhance your human potential and uncover the new era of leadership using the methodology of emotional grit. For a full series of podcasts and access to additional resources, please visit emotionalgrit.com. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please spread the love and give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it with your friends. We would so love your feedback.